Today, the topic is going to be grace breaks sin's power. Wow. Amen. Subtopic is grace, freedom from sin. You know, Jim, there's, it's, it's sad to say, but there's still churches out there that you know, talk a lot about sin. I'm just going to be real. Let's face it. Uh, there's nobody listening to us that would disagree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a shame because, you know, listen intently to this program because I'm telling you, it may change the way you're thinking about sin. Definitely, we we hope to change the way you're thinking about God's grace because it's... it's uh, limitless and it just he he just just like an onion he peels off a layer at a time just to show you how much he loves you and how much grace he has already given us but grace that he's going to give us yeah, and continue able, to give we're us. able to receive it yeah 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 that's the key yeah i mean there's a lot of people that you meet that you love them but you can tell they just don't want to receive that love because they have a, another opinion of themselves like they're not worthy of that love. Well, we're going to talk about that definitely yeah. today because, yeah. um, you know, if, if, if someone's talking to you about your sin, you need to have them listen to this podcast, you know, because we're, we're going to, what does it say? Freedom from sin. Freedom. Yeah. And you know what? God wants us to live in that life of freedom. He paid a serious price for us to have that freedom. You know, the only discussion we should have about sin is that Jesus has freed us from that sin. Paid what he all. did on the cross, he said, I paid it all and it's finished. His crucifixion was our crucifixion. You know, that's something that a lot of believers either don't understand or they've not really been told. You know, it, it says that we were co-crucified with him. Now, you don't get crucified without dying. So, you, you know, you have died with him. And the benefit of all that is... You have also been resurrected Amen. with him. And what a benefit that is. I mean, you're re- I mean, look when Jesus was res- resurrected and walked the earth for 40 days. Mm-hmm. Jim, I know this is getting way out there, but I, I believe that uh, we could be in a day where some of that stuff can start manifesting here on earth. Through the sons of God, daughters of God, who, who believe that what Jesus did on the cross and his crucifixion and our co-crucifixion with him brings us into that resurrection life. And that resurrection life is an abundant life. It's a life filled with power and authority. And I don't think we've scratched the surface, Jim. No, I know I, I haven't. No, I, I agree. Um, that's what grace is all about. Uh, you know, I love the scripture where Paul says, I never frustrated 
the grace of God. What Paul was saying was when the voice of the Lord spoke to me and he talked to me about this marvelous grace, um, he said, I, I didn't frustrate the Lord. I, I received it. I listened to him. And I hung on to every word that he spoke to me. And uh, Paul started walking in it. And when he started walking in it, you know, he believed it, and then he started seeing it. And he was the one that wrote, what, two-thirds of the New Testament, they say? Every bit of it. Yeah. And frankly, just about every word of it is all about grace when you get right down to it. <laughs> you don't hear him it's a big subject. talking a lot about sin other than, other than we have been free from it yeah. and that, that, that his grace— Right. Breaks that bondage and that that thing of I'm not worthy and I'm not good enough and I'm, you know, I need to clean my act up before I can come to Jesus and whatever. And and no, that's not the way you got the cart before the horse. You know, it's it's so we're going to break this thing down for you today. And a lot of it's going to come out of Romans six. It's funny because. Lord took me to Romans 6 last night, and Jim and I talked this morning, and Lord took him to Romans 5. <laughs> and they're both saying a lot of the same things. But, but we would strongly encourage you to you know, get whatever translation you enjoy. Uh, listen to, read Romans 5 and 6 and listen to what the Lord speaks to you about those, because it could radically change your way of thinking about grace because that's what it's all about. I mean, Jesus Jesus did it all for us, and all we have to do is walk in it and believe in it and become it. Yeah, just receive it. So I'm going to go. I just have a couple more things to say. Jim, because you know when when the the topic of sin, and you tell someone that that His grace breaks the power of sin, and His grace gives us freedom from sin, I I would have been one that would raise my hand and say, um, then why do I keep on sinning? And that's a great question, and and it's definitely a question that we're going to try to address here with you um, on this topic. Um, I think a lot of the answers to that question is going to be found in Romans 6. And we're going to probably read a little more scripture than we normally do because it's so, so powerful. Um, But many places in the Bible uh, say exactly what Romans 6 says. And again, we're going to read uh, not all of it, but some of it. Um, I, I think, Jim, the first thing we have to realize, we've heard people tell us that we were born into sin. That, that, you know, when, when we came onto the scene, we were full of sin or, you know, our parents sinned, so we were brought into this world in a sinful condition. I, I don't think that's what the Bible supports, Jim. I, I think the Bible is clear, um, and the Bible says that we were made into his image and likeness. Mm-hmm. You know, you've heard the old adage, God doesn't make junk. He doesn't. 
<laughs> and so if he made you and you feel less about yourself than you should, then you need to listen to this because you are you are a co-heir with Christ. Part of our inheritance is basically giving us this ability to accept his grace and his love and his mercy so that we can live an abundant life because we couldn't live an abundant life without that realization. There would always be something hanging over us, uh, you know, saying that we're not good enough and whatever. But, um, but we have been made in, in his image and likeness. We were created uh, basically, I mean, if you want to get to the natural, you can say, well, um, Adam, the human race was born out of the Holy Spirit and Mary, who was a virgin. I mean, that's Jesus's mom and dad, if you really want to get down to it. Now, do you think the Holy Spirit has anything at all but purity and and holiness? truth and love and whatever no he doesn't so we have to realize our position in christ it's a wonderful position and it's uh it's not it's not what you think when you look in the mirror yeah you got to see it through the eyes of grace yes <laughs> that's for sure i know uh, a few years ago uh i believe that we're really in a special time right now rich because there's really a, a lot of people that are talking a good deal about grace yes there's a there's a phenomenal grace message that's going forth really all from the four corners of the earth I, i've never heard so much grace being preached so it's it's obvious that the winds of the spirit the holy spirit is moving through the ministry uh, in the earth, his men and his women, and he's bringing forth a great message on grace. And um, this is beautiful because I think the reason why this is coming from the east, west, north, and south is because it's it's this grace message is going to create great evolution, revolution, great change in the earth. It's going to be great change that's coming to the earth. But it's only going to come through listening to this message of grace that the Holy Spirit right now is trying to convey to the hearts of all of God's children. Um, We've got to see ourselves as a new creation uh, that we are. You know, one of the things, Rich, when you made that comment about, I don't know about this business of being wholly born in sin, and then, of course, when you believe that kind of a doctrine, then you believe that you're separated from God. You know, you're you're a sinner, and God really doesn't want anything to do with you. But we know that the God of the New Testament was the same God that was in the Old Testament. And the fact that Jesus made the statement, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, Mm -hmm. I take that particular word from the Christ, I take that all the way back to Genesis. Mm -hmm. I think that was the same God that created us. It said that he created and made all things. There was nothing that was not made that was made through him and for him and by him. So, you know, the God in the Old Testament was saying, I'll never leave you or forsake you. That's right. Uh, and so that's really what is being revealed today. There, there's been a lot of teachings that we've listened to that I, I think that uh, God is, is trying to uh, straighten up a lot of these things, to, yes. be, to be very honest with you. And Frank, and I think that uh, one of the reasons why we're seeing, whether you realize it or not, there's been a great movement 
in the church, in the organized religious churches where people are moving out, um, they're not actually leaving church and don't want anything to do with God's people because they are God's people. But they all, all are starting to congregate now either on the web or Zoom meetings. I know I'm involved in a few Zoom meetings. Uh, but there's a people that's coming out because they're, they're hearing this word about grace. And frankly, they're, they're kind of tired of being beat about the head and shoulders with you're a sinner, blah, blah, blah. So. It's that, that line is, you are a sinner saved by grace. Yeah. Well, if you're created in his image and likeness, you're not a sinner. And you, 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 it's not being saved by grace. It's enjoying his grace. His mm-hmm. grace is something to be enjoyed. And, um, you, know, you know, a lot of people may say, well, you know, these grace preachers, Jim and Rich and all these other grace preachers, they're making it way too easy. You can basically go do whatever the heck you want to do, and it's okay. And what that's definitely not what Paul was saying, and it's definitely not what we are saying. In fact, the very first verse in the chap in chapter six of Romans says, "Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of His wonderful grace?" Of course not. You know, Paul, Paul, I'm telling you, if, if all you had was Paul's writing out of the Bible, you, you got enough. I mean, the rest of it's great, don't get me wrong, but, but Paul is a prophet to today. It goes on to say, since we have died to sin. How can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? That is something, that is a revelation that only the Lord can bring you. But if, if you don't understand that, you need to take it to the Lord because this is a very, very important part of Scripture, Jim, where we have to realize that we were already dead. Yeah, you know, Rich. Um, and how can a dead man sin? <laughs> right, right. Um, I've shared this dream quickly. I'll share it again. Um, I had a dream where I was beating this guy up unmercifully, and when I turned him over in the dream, the individual I was beating up was me. And the Lord spoke to me, and he said, why are you always trying to put your old man to death? You, you know, you're already walking in my grace and in this wonderful salvation that I bought and paid for you on the cross. There's no need for you to try and work up this salvation. You don't have to put your old man to death. He's already been nailed yes, to the cross. That's right. I'm calling you to walk in my grace now. And, you know, when you talk about grace again— I don't know how it's possible to go on sinning because if you're really focused on the Lord and he starts revealing himself, his love, and his nature to you, you don't want to sin against somebody like that. I mean, it's like finding a good woman or a good man, and they've devoted themselves wholeheartedly to you. Why would you want to disappoint them? Why would you want to sin against somebody that you know loves you unconditionally? And, and that's what the grace walk does for you. It brings you into this, uh, this great unconditional love that God has for you where you just don't want to sin anymore. 
But if you do, right. he still loves you. Right. He, he, know, he created you. He knew everything. He, I, I love it. it. says he knows the hairs on your head. Well, right. with Jim and I, he, he doesn't have to count very high. But anyway, but he knew, he knew everything you were going to do before your mom and dad even met. Mm-hmm. He knew it all. And he loves you in spite of all that. Doesn't it say he knew you before he formed you in the mother's womb? Absolutely. And, and if you really look into the word sin, all it is is missing the mark. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the olden days, they would have archery contests, and if they didn't hit the bullseye, they would say, I sinned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not, and I'm, I'm getting off on a rabbit trail, but that's okay. Uh-huh. It's about even about repentance. We have been totally, I know I have, I can always speak for myself, my understanding of repentance was go to the altar, squall and bawl, and get all upset because I let God down, and I was going to repent. No, repent, what repent means is basically a radical change of mind or change of thinking. And when you get that revelation and when you're awakened to the fact of what we're saying here today about grace, then, like Jim said, well, let me just read this. Uh, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. When you're trusting in the Lord and, and your day it's a lifestyle. It's not Sunday at 9 in the morning till 11 o'clock in the morning and go home and, and, and not have a relationship during the week. It's not about that. It's, it's having your mind stayed on him. So even repentance has been kind of distorted in some some walks because they they think it's something you got to be sorry and you have to have tears in your eyes and whatever. No, it's just saying, "Wow, Lord, you know, I'm just I I just need to really focus on mind. you. Change my mind. Yeah. You know, right. change my mind about the way I'm thinking in right. the in a fleshly worldly condition right. and 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 bring it my attention back into you and a heavenly because the earthly is temporary you know when you breathe your last breath you don't take your money with you you don't take your spouse with you you don't take your kids with you or your friends or your house or your cars the only thing you take from this side going to the other side is your relationship with him and when you think about that, Jim, wow, it, it should be a time of repentance where you're thinking, you know, I, I really do need to just get to know God on a very, very intimate, personal level. Yeah, because when you think about it, repentance, at least to me, repentance anymore, um, I'm changing my mind constantly through the day. Yep. And and it isn't necessarily I'm I've gone off down the wrong path, you know, that I've really sinned or whatever. Uh, but it's it it's the way you think about yourself. Um, God wants you to love yourself as you love your neighbor. Uh, that's a command of God. And uh, you know, you might be able to say, 
I'm sinning when I look at myself as a second-class citizen, when I get down on myself, uh, when I'm condemning myself. The Lord is saying, those thoughts have got to change Mm -hmm. because you're no longer under any condemnation now that you're in Christ Jesus, okay? Yeah, you will walk in the flesh occasionally, and and you will miss the mark, but, but the Lord wants us to understand that you know, those sins that you committed yesterday, today, and frankly, forever, and I, I realize that for some religious people, this is a very difficult pill to swallow. But when I got saved many, many years ago, the Lord spoke to me. Uh, actually, I saw the Lord in a hotel room, but he did speak to me, and he said, you've been forgiven, now go walk in love. I didn't realize at that time that the Lord meant not only were the sins that I had committed up to that point were forgiven, but even the sins of tomorrow would be done away with. He said, I'll cast your sins as far as the east is from the west, and I'll remember them no more. And the body has has got, the body of Christ has got to come aware of the fact you are forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. You are totally forgiven. And, um, you know, I felt that way when I, when I left his presence in that hotel room, but I, I went into a church that Sunday that I'd never been to before, and the preacher was talking more about sin than he was talking about the Lord. And gee. and I thought, gee, I was so full of love and, and uh, gratification at that time, thanking God for what he had done in my life. And then all of a sudden, here's a, quote, man of God, and all he's doing for 40 minutes is preaching to me about, you know you sinned, you're going to have to walk this aisle, so on and so forth. So... You know, that's the reason why it's important, like Rich said, you got to have an intimate relationship with the living Christ inside of you. Otherwise, you'll fall prey to every, quote, gospel that's out there. Amen. Well, let's get back here just for a second, and then we're going to take a break. Um, back to Romans 6, uh, verse 4 says, For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since In verse 5, since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ Amen. so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know that we will also live with him. For sin shall not have dominion over you. What did you say? For sin (laughs) shall not have dominion over you, mm-hmm. for you are not under the law, but under grace. Hallelujah. I mean, it doesn't get better than this, does it? I mean, seriously, this is such liberating stuff. And I hope someone's getting set free from their mindsets that were formed and developed by maybe religion. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, but the only way that you, you know, Jesus said there's only one truth, one faith, and one baptism. Uh, I don't know how many denominations we have out there, 
but I know it's not just one, and I know that they're not all saying the same thing, which which has got to make you think. Um, if the, if they're not all saying the same thing, then who's got the truth? Right. I, I remember a vision that the Lord gave me when I first got saved. He showed me all these churches across the street. I was standing on a sidewalk, and I was looking across the street, and there was all these churches, big churches, little churches, storefront churches, and they were all clamoring to get me to come into them, and they were all hollering, I am the truth. I am the way. I am the truth. And I looked, I was looking at all of them, and I said, gee, I wonder which one of them really is the closest to the truth. And a voice behind me said, I am the truth. And that was God's way of saying to me, son, don't put your faith in man. I mean, I love all the the preachers, the teachers, the elders. Don't misunderstand me. We are two of them. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So we're not not against any of that. We're for it. It's just that... Our mission, Jim, and our, I don't know, what would you call it? Our goal, mission, whatever, is to just see the body of Christ set free from the bondages of man-made religion. Yeah, 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 that's true. Like Paul said, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. Right. Yeah, amen. Okay, um, so we're going to take a break right now.